Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the usually serviceable, at least most days, hopelessly miscast podcast at GCT with our friends, Brian. Hello. Christina. Hi. And we have Robin again, because the bug has bit her and she likes to record podcasts with us. Right, Robin? I do. She's Hi. she's really auditioning to be a regular on here. So I thought she was promoted last week to regular status. Yeah, so did I. But I think I'm still a special guest star. I think she's probationary. Yeah, yeah that's fine. So. You know, it's yeah. It comes with a a temp status. That's your fine. your temp to perm. How's that? You know what that? I'm means. good with that. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> so. you're still getting you're still getting paid then, so that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Benefits, maybe not, but you're getting paid. Right. Um, so, yeah, and we're, this is the first time we're all not recording in the same space uh, because the ladies had to be home for other reasons. So, we're trying out a remote version of this, we'll say. So, hopefully, this comes across well. Um, if it does, we, it'll actually expand our ability to bring on other guests. So, let's hope yeah. this works. So, let's, uh, jump right in uh get some uh couple of features for you guys today sometimes we dissect classic shows that <clears throat> sometimes we do other things and today we're going to do other things so first thing is i wanted to pose to the group so one of the things that i found in some searches online i was just kind of piddling around and found uh, some websites where people would either say that hey this is what theater actors are really like particularly those who do musical theater which we've all done uh or someone will say well musical theater actors are this or they're that or they you know they're always bad about this or good about that so i found a couple that you know i sort of labeled as okay musical theater actor myths like <laughs> let's see how what we think about these myths um and how much you want to debunk it or not. Uh, I think there's definitely truth in most of these. It's just how much truth is there. But I'll mm -hmm. throw it out for you guys' opinions. So there's six of these. First one, musical theater actor myth. All you need to really know how to do is sing and dance. No. <laughs> That's not a myth. That's just incorrect. I agree. <laughs> that's a complete fake news post no so whoever wrote that myth had apparently never done a musical theater show in their life right oh i, I mean bet they've done maybe they've done some maybe I mean, they're, they're the person that thinks that they're a star and just because they can sing right now the question was uh, is it all you have to do is sing or dance or oh, is the dance. myth Okay, yeah. I mean, all it you have to does... know how to do is sing and dance. Oh, yeah. I mean, for, it, I mean it, it first, it ignores the, yeah. the very first thing it ignores is you have to be able to act. Do you? Um, it, it's yeah, not so... just getting up there and singing one word after another and, you know, one step, two step, three step, pot of beret, and we're all this good. Is, uh, this is bridging very closely into a soapbox for me about Go for how, it. Hard, it, how hard musical it. theater acting actually is. Yeah. Well, Paul just spoke French, and I haven't gotten past that yet. Yeah, I'm you know what a pot of beret is. Yeah. Yeah. 
I had I had to learn doing Beauty and so, the Beast. I, I think it so, Christina. I want you to get on your soapbox. Um, I, I, and I, I'm gonna tell I'm I'm gonna tell you this to hopefully propel you um, like a trebuchet onto uh, your soapbox. Oh, okay. <laughs> but so everyone when, has to drop a French word in here today. Huh? Yeah, that's correct. She Chevrolet is next, but or um, <laughs> Burgundy. But, <laughs> When I was in high school, you had uh, the the theater department, aka drama department, that as it was called then, and you had the choir. Well, the choir got to put on the musicals, and really? yeah, and this right, hmm. yes. Yeah, so the choir got to put on the musicals. So the lead in every musical was always the choral performer that had made all state. That's yeah. so stupid. Oh wow. Oh, wow. it was dreadful. It doesn't make any sense. What if sense. nobody made Allstate? That's my first question. Well, yeah, it also whoever, that. It was whoever was first chair soprano or first <laughs> chair uh, baritone. Or, you know, yeah. Okay. I didn't. It's really strange. Yeah. It was, yeah. I was like, you, you had me, I, I stopped at, you know, the choir put on the musicals. I know, I know. Those but two. That was to uh, I mean, my son's her. in a in a choir choral program heavily at school, and he's a senior, and he's done musical theater for years. And I think he would even admit, and he's very much of a uh, nihilist. Uh, he would even admit those two do not. They're distant cousins at best. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're not. They are not brother and sister. You can't yeah. just put interchangeably say, oh, you're in the choir. You can do musical theater. So that's, and then I would get cast by the community theater into the musicals, into, you know, whatever roles, several different, some leads, some not. And then I was the featured dancer in the choir ones at the oh, high wow. school. Oh, wow. And you don't <laughs> well, know what a pot of beret is? <laughs> uh -oh. No, I no, I know what all of that is. I was, I was being cute. Three-step turn, Robin. Go. Tombe, parabure, parasha, parasha. Yes, there you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Christina, she was going to put you on your soapbox, but she kept talking. So no, I'm sorry. Soapbox? That's okay. <laughs> Carry on. No, I just think that, like, I don't think a lot of people realize that musical theater acting is, like, really hard it's arguably harder sometimes than being in a straight play because like, you have to justify bursting into song and dance i, I think it's i think it's eminently <laughs> like, more difficult than a straight play not, unless you're in cats because then anything makes sense <laughs> well, yeah. everything's off the table everything's that, difficult to grasp mentally in that show <laughs> yeah no it's, it's no i agree I, I think it's eminently more difficult in my experience yeah. Yeah, uh, which is really limited, is. but I've done more musicals and plays, and I can tell you, it's my experience is it's it's much more difficult, <clears throat> a lot it's more a factors involved. Thing. So here's the next myth, and I I love this one. Uh, I love it because it's not right. The most important role is the lead. Not what? The most important role in a musical is the lead. Good lord. Uh, uh, I would I would say that actually depends on the show, but yeah. that's me personally. I think majority that's, of the time it is not the most important role. No, I would agree when there is, are some shows it is, but when is it? When is it? Tell us about that. I'd like to. 
Uh, for a show like Jekyll and Hyde, for instance, your lead absolutely is the most important role. I agree with that. But your typical ro- romantic comedy thing. Um, who, it's not. Right. The leads who are, you know, just boring ingenues that don't have anything to add. No. But, I mean, there are shows that will you can't overlook the fact yeah. that the lead is not the best person on stage. Well, I mean, That's like it. A purposefully uh, dense statement for someone to make. I, <laughs> that it's, like any any X is the most important is like an intentionally dense thing to say. I feel like yeah, it's a blanket statement which I don't like typically anyway. Yeah, no. <clears throat> and you know, to use the example you're saying, Brian, of Jekyll and Hyde, I agree that in that show it is that is crucial. I also think that. You know, depending it it depends on your perspective, of course, too. And I could I could see a case. I wouldn't agree with it, but I could understand how someone might make a case for. It's not that the Jekyll Hyde part is not the most important role, but I would say the two female leads are just as important as Jekyll Hyde is. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I don't think there's a way you can say the most important role. In many cases, the leads are one of the most important roles. But I think we've all been in shows where you can have a lead who does one thing really well, but some of the supporting roles, they better be damn versatile. Well, some of the most fun ones are the supporting roles. Right. For sure. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. As an actor, you have more fun in the supporting roles versus the ingenues are boring generally well i I came out of the womb not an ingenue so that's never really been me (laughs) i have an idea let's find the person that wrote all of these down and kill them beat them up because they're stupid well to be fair (laughs) the person that wrote these down said that they had gathered these over years from ignorance that they had heard yes (laughs) so it's almost like we wrote the list okay Um, cool so the third one is all all actors are divas. Oh, that's a lie. There no, are they, that yeah, no, there's there there are divas that are actors, but uh, by and large, um at least in town, not that I've done much outside of town, 95% of the actors I've been around are wonderful human beings that I love to talk to and be around. And yeah. and you're married to one. Um oh, yeah. I was just, I was just trying to figure out was that a was that a diss? Um, well, it's, pe- it's people who are not involved in it trying These to say that actors people. are divas. These are such bitter. <laughs> bitter, bitter. Well, and it's like any of these questions in my mind. I, I like to play with the theory of relativity in the sense that there are people who I I have heard uh, like I know I'm going to be in a show with person X. And I hear from somebody else, oh, you're going to be in that show? That person's a diva. And I get Got in the it. show with a person, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's the nicest person I've ever met. Um, I mean, there's one really good friend of mine who knows that he was classified as a diva in a show he did. And he, mm-hmm. he admits there were things he was doing that he said, okay, I could see people might see just that piece of what was going on and think, God, that guy's a diva. But he explained the whole thing to me. And I actually have talked to another of his co-stars in that show. And they said, well, taking 
out of context, you could say, yeah, he was being a diva. But when you know the backstory, no, he was not being a diva. He was standing up for his rights and stuff like that. So, again, it's a matter of perspective in my mind. But, yes, yeah. the, while there are, is a small percentage of people who are just flat divas, I, that's not just an extended to the acting community. So No, definitely mm -hmm. not. So here's your next one. Uh, this one, this one I think is a little more thoughtful, but I I like I like it because I used to think of this in sports terms too. Bad dress rehearsal equals good opening night. Mm. I've heard this that one's a little more thought provoking. Lot. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people believe that one. That's almost more like a superstition. It is a superstition. We're a superstitious bunch of people. I mean, when I played basketball in high school, if I had a bad warm-up, I thought I, I would invariably feel like I shot better in the game. Yeah. It's like, but I didn't have anywhere to go but up. That's probably right. why. Uh, yeah. Are you talking first dress rehearsal? Because the first dress rehearsal is always bad because it's your first time dealing with all those things. Uh, final dress, though, I tend to, I tend to like them pretty pretty close to what the show is going to be yeah me too right you, you know what it actually made me think of and this seems it when i think back on the shows that i've done um it i can think of almost every show i've done where you're in dress week and there's been every time there's been at least one rehearsal in there whether it's tuesday night thursday night whatever where it has been a bad dress rehearsal either the tech was off or the people were off or everything was off and everybody gets lit up by the director or whoever, or they light each other up. And then it's like, okay, we, we reset our brains and now we're ready to do this. <clears throat> that seems more appropriate to me when you think about dress rehearsals in general. So I don't yeah. know what you yeah. guys think about that. <clears throat> You know, dress rehearsals all I think more about the tech than yeah, that's what I was actors. thinking. Um, and I can over as long as I, I'm not cool with like actors dropping lines and stuff. Dress rehearsal because they should be way past that. But yeah, I expect tech screw ups, and that's how you fix things. And tech generally can be fixed much quicker than you know line issues for sure. Right. Uh, so the the next one is. And this one was kind of interesting to me. I, I'm really interested to get you guys' thoughts on this. Actors should never be nervous on stage. That's such a blanket statement. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I, and also, like, fundamentally untrue. <laughs> well, I think it's totally dependent on the person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Like, that's super personal. And yeah. also, like, you could be nervous and still do your job well. Like, lots, lots of people do. It's I, oh, just yeah. a job. Totally. Just like anything else. I can say I've been more nervous in my actual day job been many more times many more times than I've been on stage in a show mm. and mm -hmm. still performed. Uh, I, For me, personally, I don't really get nervous in a show because by the time we're at the show – 
I've got it down, I feel like, to, you know, even if I make a screw-up, I'm mad at myself, but I'm not nervous about it. Um, <clears throat> I'm more nervous for an audition. That's mm -hmm. the only time I really get nervous. Ugh, but for a show, yeah, I mean, because auditions are just, I mean, it, it's just a different beast. To well, me. you're being judged. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's the people that, you know, you want to earn this from, and they're staring at you and the lights are all on typically. And it's just a different, yeah. it's just a different vibe. I definitely in corporate America in my, you know, career, I get much more nervous when leading a meeting or yeah. being quote unquote on stage because I'm, I'm naked and just me. I can't hide behind a character. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I can't remember how many times I've been lit up and, whether it's a staffing discussion or a product produ production meeting or something where something's not right. And I know I'm going to get lit up and I'm still nervous and I get lit up and just, yeah, it is what it is. <clears throat> so here's the last one. And this, to me, this is the most poignant one. Um, great musicals can always be converted into a country version. No. Oh, my God. Stop speaking. <laughs> Come don't on, you Brian. Dare. You don't love that one? Come don't on. you dare. <laughs> what am I thinking of, Brian? Get I'm looking at you. <laughs> I have no idea what you're okay, talking about. First of all, not, you're also in, in the statement admitting that, that it's a great musical. <laughs> The so, original? How dare you? Come on. <laughs> sweet. You just said great musicals can be. When I was, when I it's was, facto. Uh, I guess I was 13, 14. I tried out for um, community theater production of My Fair Lady. And I, I didn't, hadn't had any training in accents or anything like that. And I had the accent I have right now, which is pretty Southern. And I got up there and, you know, you do your cold reading. I wasn't trying out for a or anything like that. But, you know, I ain't going to say ain't. And that's how I said it. And I remember their director was like, this isn't in dog patch. <laughs> and I was like, well, it could be. It could be the country Western version of my pretty lady. Yes. So uh, that that theme of country may come back in this podcast. So just a warning. Uh -oh. So next feature, uh, moving on. Uh, we did best musicals as rated by a couple websites, Bracketology, when Christina wasn't on a, a couple weeks ago. And mm -hmm. I figured it's only fair to bring back the Bracketology thing Ooh, at I least like this. another time. So this time we're going to talk about, and this is not, you may not have ever seen this. You may not know exactly what it's about. This is the worst, because I love worst lists, worst ideas for a sequel. Bracket. Oh, worst one bracket, ideas. Well, hang on. One bracket is non-musicals, and it could be movies or it was on the stage or both. Got it. One bracket's non-musicals, so it's movies. And the other is musicals, whether it was in movie form, stage form, or both. So Got we're going to start with the non-musicals. And we'll come back and do the semifinals 
and finals in our next podcast. Nice. So this is one versus eight first matchup. This is the non-musicals. This this is movies. There's probably a musical element to some of these, not all, but they're not classified as a musical. Number one, staying alive with John Travolta versus number eight, all karate kid sequels ever. And we're voting for which one is worse. Yes. Do it again. Do it again. Who was the first one? Staying alive versus any karate kid sequel ever. God help us. Uh, my vote's for staying alive. Definitely. It's pretty bad. Robin, you want to throw in a log on that fire? Uh, I'm going to have to go staying alive as well. Yeah. At least it's I think disco. we got a clean sweep there. That's why it was a one seed. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, all right. Making a mental note there. So the four versus five matchup. Now we're in the potential. These are two evenly matched. Speed 2 Cruise Control, starring Jason Patrick and Sandra Bullock, who needed a check, versus Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. Oh, God. How about that poo-poo platter of bad sequels? (laughs) Paul Blart. I mean, you did have the touching father-daughter dynamic in Paul Blart. (laughs) I don't want to watch Paul Blart 1. And I definitely don't want to watch Paul Blart do. You don't like uh, Kevin James on a Segway? Please, God. I can't, like, if you ever wanted to, like, Chinese water torture me, (laughs) make me watch this and make me watch a Kevin James movie. (laughs) Even Hitch? Hitch is fine. Okay, good. Brian, you want to weigh in here? Sounds like we need to have a uh, Kevin James movie marathon next week. (laughs) I will be sick. You will have the Kevin I James can't. advent calendar. <laughs> if I only we have like a fancy schmancy wall to watch it on. I know. Yeah. <laughs> if only. Yeah. I think so, I'll have COVID, so I can't. Brian, are you going Paul Blart or Speed Two? Speed Two. I mean, I remember when Speed Two came out, and Speed was a big hit, and everybody was really high on Speed Two's "Got to Be Good," and it was not good. Um, <clears throat> you, think, you, don't, you don't replace the lead. And just act like it didn't happen. That's yeah, all. exactly. But well, I'm yeah, going to have to go with Paul Blart. I mean, you needed to stop when you said you, you don't think everyone's going to be high on speed. And then you just <laughs> kept going. <laughs> so the three versus six matchup. The three seed is any sequel to the movie Police Academy versus Son of the Mask. Son of the Mask. Oh, come on. Son of the Mask. That's the dark horse to win the whole thing. Good grief. Dude. Jamie Kennedy is your lead. Son of the Mask. Come on. No. Gross. The yeah, only no. thing that I can think of that could compete, and maybe maybe it's it's going to be in the next one, is Dumb and Dumber-er. Uh, I mean, which, Police Academy 5, you know, my Assignment Miami was not bad enough for you. No, oh, no. Son hey, of the mask, no. There's still some funny moments. In really? That, well, I was always impressed with that man's ability to do uh, voice things. Who, Proctor? Oh, no, Michael Winslow. Okay. Yeah, he, he didn't need any of those apps that Brian has. That's right. Oh, <laughs> that's a veiled shot. That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Christina, what about you? 
Um, I've already forgotten the question. What was it again? Sorry. <laughs> We're going to vote so, Son of the Mask for you. How's oh, that? yeah, Son of Mask was what a yeah, – sorry. So remember, these are worst ideas. You don't even have to have seen it. So yeah. uh, I'm going to let you in on a secret, which is that I haven't seen 90% of these. Oh, that's okay. You will have seen some of these uh, musicals. So the yes. number two versus number seven in the non-musical bracket is Return to the Blue Lagoon <laughs> versus Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Uh, I want to know what the habit is. What's the habit? Oxycontin? <laughs> I mean, habit, what habit are they getting back into? The habit is a pun. It's a pun about a nun's habit. Yeah. Okay. I, <laughs> I mean fentanyl are we and, uh, <laughs> what habit are we a whiskey <laughs> brown liquor oh um, I mean, okay so it's back in the habit or what was the other one return to the blue lagoon and i'll remind everybody that the blue lagoon the original brooke yeah. shields and some other guy uh who looked oh. like he could have been a backup singer for wham Stop um, it. He was in the pirate movie. Oh, don't you even start with that. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're voting for. So <laughs> the original movie was about prepubescence being shipwrecked on an island and coming of age there. I mean, what's wrong with that plot, huh? And him. Yeah. And let's return there and have a whole nother couple do it. Well, and really? The uh, yeah, no, I agree. It, Return to the Blue Lagoon style starred Mila, ho -ho Mila Jovovich and Brian Krause, who I went oh, on I to love. Oh, I didn't even know that. Wow. Went on to love when he was in uh, Charmed. The You're series. really going deep with this, aren't you? Well, yeah. I want to make I, I want to make the best decision. <laughs> Very important. There is no good decision. I'm throwing my vote in for uh, Return to Blue Lagoon. You don't you don't replace two leads and just pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah. Lagoons. Yeah. yeah, Blue Lagoon. I'm going to take Return. All right, so now we move on to the musicals bracket. So remember, this could have been a movie, stage, or both. So number one versus number eight, and I j I'm jaded to number one that I hate. Number one Already. seed is, <laughs> Already is uh, you may not. Number one seed is Grease 2 <laughs> versus the cool. Best Little Whorehouse Goes Public. What? Uh, best Little yeah, Whorehouse. That's a show. Uh, best Little Whorehouse, I'd have to go, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, you guys are crazy. Uh, Grease 2 is Grease awful. 2 is a cult classic. That and is a take a dump in a dumpster treasure. and light that on fire. I know every song. I, know I don't every know song. how to help you understand camp. Adrian's but... Med as the leader of the T-Birds. I mean, I'm sure Christopher McDonald puts that on his IMDb and shudders every time he does. Michelle Pfeiffer, she spent 10 years getting over that movie. She even says that. But uh, I, I know every word. Oh, Jesus. Okay, I know where this is going. You're in the minority on this the one. The eight seed yep. pulls the upset because you guys are Texas no, I mean, the numbers crazy. are not on your side for okay. this. Okay, good. <laughs> That's fine. I don't mind upsets. The Cinderella story about the whorehouse. Number four versus number five. <laughs> this is Monday After the Miracle, which is the sequel to The Miracle Worker. Oh, oh my God. Yes. There, wait, wait, wait. There's a sequel to The Miracle Worker. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. But this is musical? 
Yes. What? It's a musical. <laughs> okay. Oh. Keep talking. Keep talking. Versus this one's even better. Versus Annie Two, Miss Hannigan's Revenge, and Annie Warbucks. Nope. Uh, what this is the, really a poo-poo plot. I am stuck on uh, what happens to Annie Sullivan. How is there a musical? Okay. Yeah, because if if Helen Keller like bust out in song, then well, I looked it up because I thought it was one site said it was a play, but a couple of others said no, it's a musical. Like, wow. are you serious? Like a crop, well, I, like one of those where there's like four songs type musical. What was the name of the show again? I'm sorry. Monday, Monday after the miracle. After the miracle. So let's say I, some oh, sites say it's a play, okay. some say it's a musical. So I'm counting it as a musical. Uh, well, and it's a horrible idea. It's bad either way, and it gets my vote. Annie too is horrible too. Oh I yeah, hate the for original. sure. But but it makes more sense. Yeah. That's it's a cash grab for Annie too. But Monday after the miracle, so Sunday was the miracle. Monday is after the miracle. So what are we doing? Sitting around Uh, eating tea and crumpets? That is a stupid, stupid use of alliteration to try to have a marketing point. Yeah, yeah, I uh, feel gross about it. Gross! (laughs) Don't do it. So what was the other one? What was the other one? Annie too. Miss Hannigan's Revenge and Annie Warbucks. I like Carol Burnett. I don't think she was in that one. Um, <laughs> just a guess. Um, <laughs> I she think probably the, was not available. <laughs> I think the absolute worst would be to 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 yeah Monday after the miracle. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's I agree. Upsetting. That sounds like a football thing or something. Um, <laughs> number three versus number six. Bring back Birdie. The uh, sequel to Bye Bye oh, Birdie no. versus. Nonsense 2, The Second Coming, which um, actually had five more sequels after that one. And one of them was all male. Yeah. Uh, what? Yes. Never, under, never underestimate the ease by which you can put on nonsense. In a, you know? Oh, we have at this theater. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just an easy show. I, I'm not saying it's an uh, easy show. It has less. You don't need a bunch of men who can dance. I don't even want to vote for either one of these because they're so awful. The idea is so awful. What's the other one again? Bring Back Birdie. That's right. Uh, Bring Back Birdie for sure. Bring Back Birdie, absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. That's horrible. Number two versus number seven. You knew we had to get get this one in here. Well, Well, listen, had you... Uh, submitted Mashugana Nuns, oh, which isn't a real play. <laughs> oh my God. With Jewish yeah. nuns, but uh, yes, perhaps. But uh, Nonsense 2 is pretty tame compared to Mashugana Nuns. I think we're going to do a joint <laughs> student production of that and my fat friend next Christmas. Ooh, yeah. Um, so, number two versus number seven. You knew we had to get this one in here. Love Never Dies. Gross. Versus Phantom of the Country Opera. Okay, Phantom of the Country That's Opera, not a sequel, absolutely. <laughs> that doesn't count. Absolutely, it's actually is way worse. It is. <laughs> but does that count? It's not a direct sequel. To <laughs> We're just they forfeited. Love Never Dies wins that one. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just like I said, there's a theme here. Phantom of the Country Opera is in here. So. Oh God. Okay. 
I knew you'd like it, Christina. So love it. So now it's time for a couple of crazy theater stories, courtesy of our friends at NotAlwaysRight.com. So here's your first one of the day, and this one is going to be the shorter one. Stand by. Just pulling these up. So the first one is called Giving the Proper Lip Service. And this is from just Theater USA. (laughs) I'm the lead actress in a musical called Spring Awakening, which we know that show, about teenage self-discovery. There's a very (laughs) modest sex scene in the show between the two leads. The lead actor and I have worked together before. We're friends and we're very comfortable with each other. And thankfully, he's also very good friends with my partner. We're staging the sex scene, which, as you can imagine, involves a lot of stage kissing. It's very cold, and I've applied lip balm prior to the rehearsal. The lead actor, after stage kissing me, says, Your lip balm is lovely, by the way. Director says, Ooh, what are you wearing? I say, Blistex five-way protection. Lead actor, my friend, says, Oh, shame that protection doesn't extend to all areas, or the whole second act of the show could be avoided. This is a riddle? No, this is a story, Robin. Oh, okay. So put down the back pills. I was <laughs> like, I was like, what is Moulin Rouge? Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, no. Hey, so, bring Moulin <laughs> Rouge again. You better not besmirch the name of that show. Got it. Brian's going to come through the Zoom and get you. So. Yep. Here's the second story called A Top Heavy Performance. This is also from Theater USA. It says, I and the rest of the community theater cast have just just finished performing, and we're all standing in a line by the exit so the audience can speak to us on the way out if they choose. Amongst the usual congratulations, I get this strange interaction. For the sake of the story, it should be noted that I am female and am naturally well-endowed audience member says you all did wonderful tonight i say thank you audience member says so what are they made of i say huh Mm. audience member gestures to to her upper body and says you know what are they made of i look down at my costume and then back up and say you mean my dress audience member says no your fake boobs i stare in shocked confusion audience member says it's just how do you get them so round Having no idea how to respond to this comment, I continue to stare at her in befuddlement. After a few minutes, she takes the hint and leaves, and I turn to the young male cast member next to me. I say, that was really awkward. He says, yep. I'm still debating whether or not I should take her assumption as a compliment or an insult. Uh, I have several thoughts on how to respond to that. At least it was a woman. That's, That's the only thing that comes to my mind. Yes. What are they, what are they made of? Oh. They're made of boobs. So they're made of. I was they're really expecting tissue. that. To, yeah, they're made of human human pieces. What can I tell you? Cells, yeah. <laughs> mitochondria, yeah, memory, oh. memory glands. What can I tell you? <laughs> okay. So moving on. So Robin, since you are a temp to perm on this podcast now. Yeah. It's time for your own feature. Are you ready? Um, this is called Robin's Random Banana Road Fire Thoughts of the Day. Oh, okay. 
Okay. So do you have any banana road fire thoughts to give us today? Can I ask a question? I put you on the spot. You have Uh, a question of the day? Okay, go ahead. Oh, I know banana road fire stuff. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Brian is smiling and nodding a little bit in there. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, so my my biggest random thought today for y'all is, you know, when you come into holiday weeks and you think about Thanksgiving, it's always on a Thursday, right? So every year, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday... Uh, a lot of a lot of things don't happen and a lot of things happen in the U.S. and hopefully a lot of people in the U.S. have a chance on, on Thursday to take some respite um, and wherever you are give thanks or, or get some rest and, and that type of thing if, if, if we're all fortunate enough to do that. One of the, the random things that, that doesn't happen during those days is truck drivers don't drive. Hmm. Oh, I didn't right, know they totally didn't drive. They want to be with their families. Right. So when, yeah, there's there's contract and union people like UPS deliveries and and you know the the postal service works on I think Friday and Saturday, but not Thursday. But most over the road truckers want to be home too and off. So when you think about American factories that are running twenty four seven much like factories I might work with. You have to figure out what the heck to do with your product or you're like Lucy in the chocolate factory because you got nowhere, no trucks for that to go in. So you have to start thinking through how how do I figure this out? And that's okay. your random banana road fire. <laughs> okay. I feel like we need some compassionate, royalty-free music behind it, Brian. What do you think? I do. I, I, do. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and, we'll and find I, that. I want, and that's just your, you know, because I'm trying to reclaim patriotism from <laughs> politics. We don't talk politics is, on here. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm reclaiming it just for me. <laughs> and, I um, and I just want to say thank you to uh, the people that deliver our, our goods. Especially yes, right thank now. you. Spicy. I like that. Um, so now it's time for Christina's sexist, racist casting call corner. What do you got for oh. us today? Um, it's short, but it's sad. Okay. Aww. Bring it. Bring us down, girl. Bring us down. Bring us right oh, down. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> okay. Seeking. Female, 25 to 35. Okay. Girlfriend of our main character, described as ugly, but we oh. want all types to submit. Normal, everyday person type. Not too ugly. She only has one line. Oh, God. <laughs> Does it say what the line is? <laughs> but it's important to note that if you want to play this ugly character, uh, you have to be a normal, everyday person. Because yeah. <laughs> if you're a normal, everyday person. So ugly, but ugly. not so much so. <laughs> no. Just a normal, everyday, homely looking person. Good. What would have been normal, everyday, brick-ass, nasty-looking, normal Between 25 person. and 35. <laughs> you feel like oh you're not a God. supermodel? Go ahead and submit for this. Well, <laughs> wow, those of you who got turned down. Yeah. Yeah. 
those of you who got turned down for everything else, come out to this part. <laughs> Be this ugly person. Right. That has literally no other description of their character. Yeah, that's that's great. Very, yeah, very nebulous. Probably so, gratifying. speaking of ugly, let's <laughs> move on to Brian's wild and zany dad jokes of the day. Cue music. Yes. Brian, <laughs> definitely bring the pain today. Go ahead. That's right. So, uh, here's my joke. One of my first oh. ones, at least. <laughs> so, I accidentally sprayed uh, deodorant in my mouth this morning. Now, when I talk, I have this weird um, axe scent. Ah! That's great. <laughs> <laughs> God. That's no. awesome. Uh, it's like I can see Christina in my mind going, uh. Both, yeah. both, both hands are on her head as she solemnly yes. shakes it. One yeah. is petting a cat. Maybe even the, the glasses The glasses are like coming off slowly. Like That oh, is God. also correct. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbing her temples going, ugh. Actually right. just palming my forehead, but pretty yeah. close. There you go. That's, that's about right. You, so, you got awesome. another one? What you always get two. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. What part of the body dies last? The pupils, they dilate. Oh, my God. Oh, you're so stinky uh, today. That Kill really me now, did suck. the country opera. <laughs> Spicy. I want to see something <laughs> cool. Yeah. Oh, are we going to see it? Yeah, I'm going to turn my video on. So okay. Look at oh, this. there she is. Look at this baby. <laughs> Hang on. Nice. I see. Kitty. You got like a oh, goatee kitty. cat. Yeah. Hi, kitty. Yeah. So this is how this has been this whole time. So this is hilarious, nice. sir. I, I I hadn't pulled up Zoom, but there are three Christina Hernandez. Yes, and you're one of them. <laughs> Robin Sharp's iPhone is the only non-Christina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you are in the kitty. My precious. Um, so, okay, so we got to go in a minute, but does anybody have a closing rant sponsored by Jimmy the Cock? <laughs> What's up, Jimmy? What? Jimmy's drinking a bourbon uh-huh. tonight. Yeah. Uh, I, a quick rant. Um, guys, come on. COVID. What? Jesus. Yeah. Um, <sighs> stop Amen. doing whatever you're doing. Put a mask on. And stop going wherever you're going because this is terrible. Quit. Uh, I, I mean, seriously, I, I'm with you. I just saw someone that I went to high school with rant on Facebook, and and the woman was going absolutely donkey because her son uh, can't play in in a football game tonight because someone oh near him. I mean was and the comments you know it's like she was about to get out a gun and people were egging her on and i'm Ugh. like guys stop it's so gross stop. yeah we're all uh like my whole family basically there's not very many of us but we're all getting tested on sunday before thanksgiving oh that's, that's smart no so i'm looking yeah. forward to having that thing jammed into my brain oh god yeah i've heard don't. it's not pleasant and then, and then I had someone tell me recently that, and because they were a ba- um, older and um, straight um, and not part of any 
um, stereotypical 1980s HIV uh, propaganda bullcrap that said this is so much worse than AIDS. Oh, come mm-hmm. on. Uh, okay. Well, it's that. not, so eat shit. I, 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 to quote Clue, the stage play, there were flames coming out of my ears. Yes. Nice. I'll, right, quote, well. Tim, I'll quote Tim Curry from Clue the movie. This is getting quite serious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, the only rant I have is just to say to people, you know, just get a grip. You know, mm-hmm. do what you're supposed to do with COVID, but move on. That's all yep. I'm going to say. Move the F on. Put so on the damn mask. Some things in life are over. Move we gotta on. Go. We got to go. Uh, yeah. She's yeah. got to teach children. It's okay. I do. So we Goodbye. appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Adios. Bye. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.